What a wonderful joy to come to the end of season five. I am super excited and so happy. I want to celebrate each and every person who has been part of listening to this podcast, be it a teenager, being a young, be it a young adult, or even a parent to these two amazing category of young people. I am so blessed. I I'm so happy. Uh, I was just looking through uh, the listens and I'm like, whoa, I have so far 784 listens. This this is amazing and and I know it's touching lives and blessing those who uh, encounter this podcast. For those who have been able to share this link with friends, with family, I am really really so honored. For those that have been able to host in season 5, I am so grateful. Uh, that that is to um, that is that is a great opportunity for me, and 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 I'm so glad. So today we're gonna be talking about something that is so unique. And as we delve in, prepare and get ready. Well, I'm really, really excited that I get to bring season five to a close. And you see, the f- uh, what we'll be talking about is stop and think. See, when you are tempted, it's important to stop and think. You just don't go ahead and just do whatever you want. But it's very important for you to stop and think. Ask yourself some of these questions before you act. And I'm going to share with you seven questions that you need to ask yourself. The first one is, is this temptation a violation of God's law? The truth is, every sin that is, uh, that is, it's actually a violation of God's law. You need to know what God's word says. Whatever your temptation, see what the Bible says. There are many verses that deal with sexual immorality. You see, all sexual immorality is a violation of God's will, despite how you would want to sugarcoat it. Every, the word is every, not some, not just a few, every. So this includes fornication, adultery, and homosexual acts. You may not be happy listening to this podcast because uh, you feel attacked, but at the end of the day, the Bible says, they who do such shall not inherit the kingdom of God. That's Galatians 5.21. So if God doesn't allow you to enter his kingdom, who will you report God to? There is no body. So it's important that you get to understand that anything pertaining sexual immorality is a violation of God's law. Bead masturbation, watching pornography, plus etc. etc. It, it, it is something that drags you away from the presence of God. So it's something you need to consider. You need to think. You need to stop first and think about it. Wait, what am I going about to engage in? Is it a, is is it a violation of God's law? And if it's a yes, you don't go for it. You see. Over and over again, God says that sex is for the married people who are faithful to each other. Not just married people, but married people who are faithful. The word is faithful to each other. The Bible says marriage is honorable in all and the marital bed should be undefiled. But but fornicators and adulterers, God will judge. That's Hebrews 13.4. So as I shared it, the first thing that should come in your mind is is it a violation of god's law then the second one is what have 
I mean, the question you need to have is what have been the consequences or what are going to be the consequences towards the decision that I'm making. So as a young boy, a young girl or a young adult uh, who is a female or a male, these are things you need to consider in, 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 in the lives of others, people who have yielded to this sin. What has happened to them? Some of the consequences in this life are pregnancies. That's for the girls. Guilt for both. Shame for both the genders. Loss of self-respect for both genders. The feeling of being dirty and STDs and the rest of other diseases that we talked about in the earlier uh, episodes. So there are also, the, and, and, and the, this, there is also a matter of eternal consequences. The Bible says it is appointed unto men once to die but after this the judgment that is hebrews 9 27 there is judgment let me tell you there is judgment it's not me who will judge but the lord of lords and your creator shall judge so it's very important that you think about the consequences of your actions before you even get to yield or do it the third question you should ask yourself is if i yield to this sin how will it affect me? There is no much, I mean, there's no, no, no such thing as sinning against God without a bad consequence. It is always there. There is always a bad consequence that comes back to you. It will affect your school. It will affect your family. Even those who love you and respect you, it will affect them. And it's also going to affect God's will for your life and your whole future. So that's something you need to consider in your mind. And the first, the, uh, of course, you can't force yourself to get to that place, but you move alongside with Jesus. You move alongside with people, right? People around you, the content you get to. You see, this leads me to the fourth one, which is a question you should ask yourself. Am I willing to pay the consequences for giving in to this temptation? The question is, you should think about it. Are you willing? Of course, sometimes in a silly way, we say, yes, I am willing. I don't care. Let me drink myself off. Let me just waste my life having sex here and there with whoever I want. But the question is, do you understand what those consequences mean? Because as a young person, you may not see it now. But it gets to affect your generation. It gets to affect your future as a husband one day, as a wife one day. So the momentary, uh, the momentary uh, pleasures is not worth lifetime of pain and regret. There are many young people who regret saying, I wish I hadn't opened my legs for someone to have sex with me. Someone would be regretting, I wish I hadn't forced this girl to have sex. So I can have sex with them. It is a sad thing. But it's true as that is. It's open that way. So two of the saddest words in human language are, if only, if only I had not done that. The Bible says, every man is tempted. When he's drawn away from his own lust, and enticed then when lust has conceived it brings forth sin and sin when it's finished 
brings forth death. That is James chapter 1 verse 14 and 15. Which leads me to the fifth question you should ask yourself. Will yielding to this temptation satisfy me? And the truth is because when you die. Like I just kept on thinking about this. You see, when you sin, your flesh gets happier because you're feeding the flesh. But guess what? The flesh is being selfish because it knows it will never go into eternal life with you. It's your spirit and soul that will go. The flesh shall stay here on the ground and be buried beneath the ground. So it's going to find every single way for you to be like, as you're asking this question, will yielding to this temptation satisfy me? The flesh will be the first to say, yes, it will. I'll feel good. I'll feel excited. See, Satan is a liar. One time never hurts anybody. That's what the devil says. That one time is how people get hooked on smoking, drinking, drugs, gambling, sex, EDC. So the more you yield to temptations, the stronger the temptation. Once you get hooked on sex, you do almost anything to get sex. See, the more you yield to temptation, the stronger the temptation, the less it satisfies you. You will feel guilty. You will feel bad. You'll be like, I did it again. You see, when a person gets hooked on drugs, he will do almost anything to get more drugs. The same thing is true of sex. It is also the fact that many who indulge in excessive sex end up impotent unable to have sex at all. So this often happens at an early age. For any young person listening to this, think about this. Don't just be fooled by your flesh telling you you'll be feeling good and happy. Which leads me to number six. A question you need to ask yourself. Is the decision to say yes to this temptation a wise decision? Will this decision please God? No, it will displease him. You see, every command of God is an expression of his love for us. Every command. Satan wants you to believe his lies. Sex is fun and there is no hard or bad consequences. Especially outside my marriage. But in marriage, it's fun because it's blessed by God. But outside marriage, the enemy is going to run you down. The truth is, if it's God's will for you to be married, he wants you to enjoy sex to the fullest and over the longest period of time. That is why God tells you to say no to sex outside of marriage. Now, this leads me to the last question you should ask yourself. Come on. You see, how, this is it. How can I do this great sin against God? It should be your question. How do I get to hurt my maker? Like, is it worth it? Is it worth breaking the heart of my maker? Is it worth it? Oh my, oh my. See, Satan wants you to... To be to focus on on the object of your temptation 
on the object of your temptation and keep your focus there. He wants you to think that you must have this thing. He does not want you to think about God. That is what happened to Samson. He did not think about God and the consequences. No wonder he ended up being uh, being captured by the Philistines. The object of his attention was sex. He ended up blind in chains, grinding grains for his enemies. Well, for Joseph, he kept his, uh, his attention on God. He said, how can I do this great evil and sin against God? He honored God and God honored him. He ended up as a ruler of Egypt with a beautiful family and blessing of God on his life. Think what Joseph would have lost if he had given into an evil, scheming, seductive woman. She could have, they could have had the sex. The woman could have kept quiet. He could have also kept quiet. They could have moved on and everyone in their own ways. But guess what? All those things could have come back to bite him as an adult one day. You see, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you are indwelled by Christ. He is living in you by his spirit. He has promised that he will never leave you. This means that Christians see sees everything you see. Oh, sorry, Christ sees everything you see. He hears everything that you hear. He is with you in everything that you do. So when you have sex with someone who is not your marriage partner or you are not married to, you are taking the son of God with you. The Bible says, do not, don't you know that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of Harlot? God forbid. First Corinthians 6, 15. That's what the Bible says. So when you have sex with someone, you become one with that person. How can you commit sexual immorality and involve the Holy Son of God in it? How can you do this great evil and sin against the holy loving Father who hates sin because he hates the consequences of sin? If you yield to sin, you will lose your joy as a child of God. You will have guilt and shame. You will be chastened by God. If you honor God and obey him, you will be honored by God. God pours blessing upon blessings on his children who obey him. God says, blessed, happy is the man who endures temptation. For when he is tired, or sorry, tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to them that love him. That is James chapter 1 verse 12. And as I've concluded this uh, season five, some of you could be listening to this and you're like, wait a minute, why is it even Christian? Why is it based on these principles? I'm not, I'm not trying to choke, um, choke you with the word of God, but I'm here to let you know the only way you can survive through these troubled times and hard times as a young person is by inviting Jesus into your life. So in case you're listening to this podcast and you've never given your life to Jesus, I have an opportunity for you here. 
so that you can live a life that is honorable to Jesus. Just say this prayer after me. Say, Dear Jesus, I thank you. I thank you for my life. I thank you for giving me life. Thank you for my body. And I know my body is to honor you. Lord, I pray that you forgive me of every sin that I've committed since I was born. Take care of my life. Forgive me. I denounce the enemy. I denounce any partnership with him. I invite you into my heart, Jesus. Come dwell in my heart and help me make great choices for my future. I love you, Jesus. And I am born again. For in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast and tuning over and over. I am so blessed and so excited. Thank you so much. And may you have a great time and a great moment. The next season is going to happen very soon. I'll be communicating and letting you know. But for now, it's going to take some good time, like almost like three weeks to a month for me to prepare for the next season, which is season six. Have a great time. Please go listen to the first episode. I mean, first season, first episode until uh, season five. Have a great time. Share the link with someone and God bless you.